Merry Christmas and welcome to the final episode of the movie podcast of 2021. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today and joining me is Shabazz. What up? And Anthony. Hello. Now, before we continue on, Shay, I need you to address something right off the bat. Oh, no. I know uh, what you're going to do and I, I'm already upset. So you tweeted earlier this week mm-hmm. that you made a mistake. And I, I need you to come clean it about that mistake. It. it was tweeting it. It was That's, tweeting it was the mistake. mistake. So what happened, Shay? Look, okay. I'm a man. I'm a man of the beard. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think all three of us are actually men of the beard. Yeah, we all have beards. Yeah. Just to really drive that stereotype yeah. home. Oh, you have to have one to be on the show. Podcasts have beards. <laughs> um, and you know what? I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to trim it down because my beard was getting like just homeless man levels very like bin laden in a cave kind of oh my goodness okay so i was like all right let's change it up um so i started trimming and you know i I also am a man of the glasses and i couldn't see properly so i got a little too close to my mirror and (laughs) hence doing that my trimmer got too close to my face so i left a big bald spot right in the middle of my cheek and i'm like well you can't really work your way around this i'm not gonna do the what that guy did from hunger games and fucking draw like circles and lines and shit in my face i I'm just going to do a goatee in honor of Spider-Man No Way Home and how Doctor Strange absolutely kills it in that film. So I've got a goatee going on right now. And, you know, it's unfortunate. No one in the audience will get to see it. But um, I just want to let you know, this episode is being live streamed right now across Twitch, across YouTube. Everywhere. And Instagram live. I'm just, I'm just censored. I'm a blur. <laughs> so when you're shaving, you do you, like, have it on a certain level? Or did you go right to, like... Right to skin. I was, right to skin. I, I, I was, I was using the the bare blade. Oh, so just, we're gonna we're gonna blade to, bare now. Oh, just to, never, just to, never bare blade. No, no, you, 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 yeah, you have to bare blade it to get the the stragglers out. Yeah. So I was getting the stragglers out. You use scissors. Man, I don't have six hours to cut my beard. <laughs> so okay? easy. You just brush in, you scissor, brushes, scissor. I don't know, man. I, the technology has come a long way. I I used a machine. It clearly has because <laughs> you, y'all y'all you, ever heard of shave. the fucking Matrix? That's what I was doing out there. I was using a machine to mm. get to the point. But the but the, my 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 thing is, you know, what happened to me happens to a lot of people, and I want to raise awareness about this. It's true, and I want to I want everyone to if they've got a dollar to spare, yeah, go to Wikipedia first. Give them some money because they've been asking a lot. Then donate to my fund. Men who fuck up their beards. And you know what? After we make enough money, I'll make scissors that work faster and allow me to get those stragglers out quicker. I was trying to see if there was like a funny sounding acronym for that, but it's just... <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That is a Yiddish saying, I believe. It is, so. it is. Men who fuck up their beards. Yeah. But as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you're following us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. And speaking of writing into the show, uh, there's actually a couple things that we're going to read to you today. One was a tweet that we got uh, received from somebody with some feedback for us. So we're going we're gonna to read that first. So this tweet is coming from uh, To Miss Dad. To Miss Dad? I think so. To Miss Dad on Twitter. Um, and they say, they, they send a, a, a bit of a thread to us. So bear with me here. A threat or a thread? A, a thread. A thread. Like a, both, kinda, a little bit was a threat. So, the movie podcast. Listen to the September Matrix episode, and I was horrified. Butchering the topic and the titles. 
saying revolutions was garbage. Not going to review with enough info. Horrendous. I'm a super fan and understand that I can be a little biased, but I give a lot of leeway to non-experts, but you guys f that episode up. Mm. I hope your listeners don't take that episode seriously. I, hope I, I will, however, listen to the other episodes because I can't judge you on that first one I listened to. But just like you guys railed on the movies, I'll go into listening other episodes in the same negative light. Uh, we responded to this tweet. And again, we thank you for your feedback and thank you for listening to the show and hope the other episodes may have won you back. But also, uh, I, I want to open this up to you guys to mm-hmm. comment on this as, as the Matrix experts. Um, I did not know what we effed up on that episode. If know. we effed up on that I episode. I did say resurrect. I, I don't know if I said resurrect, but even Keanu said if, resurrection. If, and if Keanu says a revolution, then, then Keanu, we get to pass him. I was watching a, an interview where he gets confused. Oh, yeah. I think uh, it was at the Game Awards. He said it. He was like, it was, yeah, it was at it was at Cineplex. Oh, it was at Cineplex. He's yeah. like, uh, revolutions. He's like, oh, resurrections. You yeah. know, yeah, it's it's a it's a honest awards. mistake. It's a lot uh, of different. But it, revolutions is not a great film, and I and there are great parts of this movie, but the overall plot of revolutions is awful. I'm and just, you can literally see it in reviews. Yeah, it's I've as a Matrix it. fan. Yeah, it just didn't stick with me. There are parts where, yeah, that was literally the first superhero fight of the modern times that we've ever seen. It was a really interesting way of doing it. But I wasn't just, I was, I didn't expect this movie to go that route and I wasn't a fan of it. But again, like I can't, that, that's my opinion. It's not. That's the thing, right? And I right? respect his opinion 100%. Like I yeah. don't want to take it away from him. But no, for me, for sure. it wasn't the movie I was. Which uh, you were, we were looking for. I was looking for, yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't think you're also alone in thinking that. And obviously Shay's pulled up some uh some yeah. not 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 to be like here's the here's the receipts, but also like no, but here's the we're receipts, not though. we're not alone in thinking that, right? Like you, you can be a super fan of the movie, but you have to understand you're also part of something that is a much smaller fan base. So if you're out there being surprised that people are not liking this movie that you like, there's movies that I like that probably only six other people like. And I'm okay with that. Now, the people that don't like it, am I going to shit on them and tell them that they're horrible? No, because guess what? It seems to be the majority thing that's happening here. Right. And that's fine. Sure. It's okay. But The Matrix Revolution sits at 6.8 on IMDb. It sits at a 47 Metascore. And I think in terms of its uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating, it's 35% with a 60% audience score. That's not good. Like general consensus, good. the audience did not like it, yeah. and you know, as a if going from Reloaded to or Matrix to Reloaded to Revolutions and back to Resurrection, and I've been hearing good things about Resurrection, so yeah. I'm very, yeah. I'm We're super excited this week. You know, there was a lot of risks taken with Reloaded and Revolutions. Sure. I think the Wachowskis had this this ambition to make something bigger and greater than it than the first one and you know there was a lot of pressure on them to do that and i I, they took the risk they did a lot of visual effects that were a lot of misses there but there are you know the kung fu scenes and the the hong kong style fighting Mm -hmm. sequences always perfect but you know neo faces versus 100 agent smiths not yes it was technologically fantastic yeah but it wasn't there yet and that hurt the film and a lot of like the the um the vague plot points where who the oracle is and what's the the architect and you got this and that it just made it a little confusing maybe we're just not smart enough to 
grapple it. But as a general audience and even a fan of the first one, it it didn't really like yeah. excite me. Right. And I, and you know, you have to also be mindful. Like you could be a movie ahead of your time. You could be a movie that, you know, swings for the fences and we want directors to always swing for the fences with every movie that they make. And sometimes it doesn't land. And, and if you love it, that's great. Amazing. And the best thing about it is no one could ever take that away from you. We're just three guys on the internet with an opinion. What have I always said about us? Fuck us. That's it. If you don't like what we say, like it doesn't like, Who cares? Here's the, it, all we want is to always just be respectful of one another. 100%. That's all we want on the show. Look, yeah. Revolutions is not a horrendous film. Okay. But it is not up to the quality that the Matrix one is. And that is just a fact. Sure. So, hey, man, dude, look, to, to me's dad, eight, 1844, that's the full name, I think. Yeah. Look, I'm really sorry that we hurt you, um, but I really hope also that you find peace in not tweeting shit like this to people that you don't know on the internet. Very fair. Now, let's go to some nice feedback. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let's let's go to some more positive hey, feedback. Hey, we we talk about all feedback on yeah, this show. We want it. We good like, or bad. Good or bad, we want to have an open dialogue here always and we like what, what do we say? We're the podcast of the people. We're the podcast. We're the, the podcast of the people. Speaking of people, Schwepper writes in and says, "Fun and passionate dialogue with great personalities." This is a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I love listening to these guys showcase their knowledge, passion, and experience. They provide thoughtful dialogue and justified opinions with top-tier banter. That only close friends could have. He doesn't know that we're not very close friends. Um, it makes me feel like I'm part of their conversation and one of their friends. Keep killing it, gents. Is one of you guys telling people out there that we're close friends? No, I think I think that's just what we give off in our in our show. We gotta we gotta readjust then. We no I, no our plan is working. They think we're friends. I know, but now it's working too well. We, I've always <laughs> i always wanted to kind of teeter the line of yeah yeah. Are they are they not make believe? Are we know? joke? Are are those jokes that they make about each other because like supposed to hurt, or are they just because as, they're friends? As soon as we hit stop recording, I've never seen us leave faster than yeah. anything. Like there could be a fire somewhere, but we'd leave slower. We're like a here. We're out as fast as possible. We're like a like a, a boy band that was like manufactured by oh, like yeah. a, a record label. Yeah, yeah. The, who knows who our producer is? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine's our producer, right? Eh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, some announcements this week before we get to our news for the final time this year. Uh, we have an amazing episode out with Mike Rianda, the writer and director of The Mitchells vs. Machines, which is probably the best animated film of the year, one of the best family films of the year. Go check out our conversation with them because we had a really great time. If you want to learn all about how those giant Furbies came, the, the Furby scene came to life and the giant Furby came to life, you don't want to miss it. And I also just want to say thank you to all of the other amazing special guests we had on this on the show this year uh we started having special guests last year on the movie podcast in the pandemic and it really snowballed into something huge this year and um we're just so grateful for all of the amazing people who took the time to hang with mm -hmm. us on the show this year and talk about the things that they created and we're so lucky to be able to talk to the humans who make the things that we love so love that's it. amazing and next year can only be bigger and better how far away are we from like Keanu Reeves, you know? I don't think we're that far away. Um, you know, like we, we actually had an opportunity to really like even ask Steven Spielberg questions this year. It's true. Um, he, he's made some good movies, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's surreal. And today, this year, I think for me, interviewing Todd McFarlane for the, the little amount of time we had was, yeah. again, super surreal because it was someone I never expected to interview or have on a show. Yeah. Uh, like this this is again we we started this as just a conversation about films yeah not even now friends 
we weren't friends. Yeah. Uh, I hated all of you. I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know why I decided to make this podcast with you. Right, right, but, right. You know, I it, did. It's not even for the money. It's not even for the money. I don't know why I do it. I think yeah. I think you guys drug me or something. And even even this episode, we're like, oh, do you guys even want to record it? And Anthony was like, guys, we swore an oath. And we're like, we did? To always record. And I'm like, yeah. damn, I don't remember that oath. But if you say so, Anthony. <laughs> it was the most passionate I've ever seen you. It was. It was very true. Yeah, it's like uh, any given Sunday. Yeah. Yes. It was basically that speech, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've had we had a, an amazing year this year, and uh, just so thankful to be together to record and to talk about the things that we love. We still have two episodes coming out this year, or maybe three, depending when we get the book of Boba Fett. But we'll have our licorice pizza review on Tuesday. We will have our matrix review on Wednesday, and then Thursday we'll have our season finale recap of mm-hmm. Hawkeye. So there's still lots of us to listen to this year. But then, you know what? And then we'll, we start the year all over again. We're back in it. We start it all uh, over. If you're looking for someone to watch Jingle All the Way with this year, why don't you join us? Because yeah. we have a commentary out right now. Yeah. You can press play on the movie. It's on Disney+. Plus, and it's like you're watching the movie with us. Mm-hmm. Um, any highlights from that commentary, Shay, that stood out to you? Uh, you know what? I think the highlight for me was the fact that we literally didn't stop talking. Yeah. I, 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 throughout I, the I, whole thing. Did we even watch the movie properly? And also our, our criticisms of Jake Lloyd. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of that. So if you're looking for all of that and more, make sure you check out our Jingle All The Way commentary. Um, Like I said, we have lots of great reviews out on the movie podcast feed. You can listen to our spoiler-free review of Spider-Man No Way Home and our review of The King's Man. But today, our main topic of the show is our spoiler extravaganza for Spider-Man No Way Home. So are we allowed to talk about spoilers at this point or are we going to wait till spoilers to the very end? Because um, we're going to talk about it on box be, office. Let's and be stuff. fair. We're, we're, when we get to like box office, okay, maybe then. Then, then the the, the bet that's all bets is off. Because I mean, at that point, it's yeah, we're much not the end. Yeah, I would. Yeah, okay. So at least give our audience the op like the opportunity to listen to us. Yeah. Sure. If they haven't watched them film, and then they'll decide halfway through. Okay. Yeah. So be warned. Very soon there will be spoilers. Coming. We will have a siren. Well, Daniel will the be the spider siren, siren? Spider. and he will, <laughs> no. he will animal Lecter, man. <laughs> Once the siren goes off, then all then bets are off. All bets. Are it's off. like the siren from uh, purge. Yeah. Oh God. We'll just play that. Yeah. Um, but for the final time this year, gentlemen, let's get into the news. Felt great. Sometimes I almost want to add an extra do just to like spice it up. Just to spice it up. But so how would you do it then? Like, well, like that? Oh God! Like is that what you want? No. Yeah, don't do that shit. Yeah, no, don't, don't do it. That's what you did. No, I that's didn't. What, do that. That's what you that's, said you wanted. Play back the tape. Nope, didn't do that. That was Daniel. <laughs> that's what you wanted, though. That's what you, you want to spice it up. You want to add another add one at the end. But so, not... so, so, do one more then. I forgot how it even goes right now. Like I can only do, 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 do it do, do, when our minds are in sync. When it, when it's true. I do, think we be... do, 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 we have like a hive okay, mind. Like, do would have to. Are you signaling the Titanic? Like what is going on? Yeah, anybody out there? I had. I have to SOS. I have to use my what, what's that thing? Telegraph. Telegraph? Yeah. No, it's called something else. It's called what do you a, want to call it? <laughs> it's not a telegraph. It's called the Morse code machine thing. Morse code. Morse code. Oh, okay, yeah, but the, but the machine you're using is called the telegraph. It what? Okay, it I, I wasn't born judges? in that time, so bro, you were definitely the closest out of all. <laughs> yeah, of well, clearly I'm not, Mister Friggin. <laughs> Just because I like history and technology and. World Wars. War Two, <laughs> yeah. Just because I used it to escape my country doesn't mean that you can't use it. Let's call it telegraph. 
The first two news stories today are all about Cineplex here in Ontario. Cinemas face Ontario's new capacity rules on Spider-Man opening weekend. This is coming from David Friend of the Canadian Press. New capacity limits are taking effect at Ontario cinemas. Uh, won't leave Spider-Man fans out in the cold. Cineplex Inc. and Landmark Cinemas, two of Canada's largest film exhibitors, say moviegoers who pre-purchased tickets for the, uh, sorry, for the anticipated blockbuster Spider-Man No Way Home will still have seats when COVID-19 measures cap large venues to 50% capacity Friday at midnight. That's because Premier Doug Ford's latest rules for indoor facilities holding more than 1,000 people don't mandate physical distancing. The province says the tighter food and drink rules are part of an effort to discourage people from removing their masks and potentially spreading the virus in public. Cineplex will stop selling food December 19th in Ontario. And Cineplex has a statement they put on their Twitter that kind of breaks down what's going to be happening province to province. Shay, start us out here. You just went to the movie theaters on, I guess, yesterday. So yeah. when this was already in effect. Yeah. What was it like when you were there, and what do you think of these new measures that are taking place? Uh, there was definitely a, a slight difference, I think, in the atmosphere. But again, I also did go to a bit of a, a midday show um, on a weekend, so I'm not too sure if like it was going to get busy. It was still packed. I mean, all the theaters were playing Spider-Man No Way Home, and I would say there was a giant crowd. I don't think people knew that it was also the last day for popcorn and stuff. So right. People were just like mass I, buying. I definitely, I definitely bought in honor. Of yeah. The, it being what the size? What size? I still only do regular, man. I, I, I can't eat a whole bag of popcorn. It's, oh, fun, okay. it's funny though, because when I, when I got the regular popcorn, when, when you said like, okay, I'm going to do regular popcorn today yeah. and I ate it, I still didn't even finish it either. And I, I don't typically finish my large either. I'm like, yeah. I could just get a regular popcorn yeah, this whole just, time. And like, we we discovered also, you know, a little hack. It's cheaper. It is cheaper, especially if you're a Cine club, club member. member. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, overall, like um, at least yesterday, did feel like just normal. Like it felt as as normal as it should. Um, which is which is scary because now you're seeing the case numbers every day. So you're like, fuck. Like I was definitely near somebody, but <clears throat> oh my god, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it, it's a. It's 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 gonna be unique. We were seeing a movie this week, so as 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 three of us are seeing a movie this week, so we'll yeah. see what that's gonna look like. I mean, you, we yeah. could you could say what the movie is. It's not a secret. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I don't yeah, know why. We, I was, <laughs> we're like breaking <laughs> the law. Yeah, uh, we're not allowed to talk we, about we, it. Yet. It's a public screening. <laughs> it's just illegal. If I say it, I don't want Toomey's dad to come at me. Oh, that's true. Um, they don't deserve to watch this. Yeah. Imagine they they scan <laughs> our like our vax pass and he they're just like, hold on. He hacks into us and <laughs> refunds our tickets. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, we're watching The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know why I was being secretive about it. You're very secretive. Yeah, I was like, very coy. Yeah, so yeah, so this week we're watching that. So, I'm curious. Again, it's a much earlier show. So, again, curious how that's going to play into it. It is also right before people started going on holiday break. Right. So Right. Anthony, where are you with all of these new capacity rules, especially on Spider-Man opening weekend? This was scaring a lot of people when this news broke Thursday night, Friday night. Um, that things were it was, like Thursday, it was night, yeah. Thursday that things were going to be changing and after the rigmarole of getting your tickets people were very scared but Cineplex assured people hey you still have tickets don't worry mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely been an interesting uh, lead up to this film yeah it's um it's it's not shocking because I think we all kind of saw this happening um, just the way the world was experiencing this new variant and i think the shocking part is how quickly this variant has taken over and have infected and brought up these numbers um 
I, I'm in a in the in the situation where I want to still watch a film and go to the theaters and experience it, but I also want to be protected. I do like the idea of, and this was even during the pandemic, not having someone sit right next to me, because again, I can't trust if they are vaccinated or not. Truthfully, Cineplex is not doing a good enough job making sure that the patrons that are coming into the theater are vaccinated because I see a lot of people just like a lot of some are some are scanned some are scanned and, and some are just looked at which is, looked at, which which is, is not to me is not the right move because I don't know what they're showing it could be like some sort of photoshop and it's really easy to photoshop you know your name and a QR code if you want instructions on how to photoshop it looks no don't we don't <laughs> you know what I'm don't do that yeah with the QR code when you scan it that is in the system that shows the name right you show your id and it matches well if you have like this teenager just like uh let me see the date yeah yeah that makes sense cool it just doesn't build that confidence of going to the theater and sitting next to a stranger who's eating popcorn and having their mask off and Mm -hmm. just doing their thing yeah um but i do like the idea of not having someone sit next to me Mm. sure Uh, just even a seat a space even we've been like that and i i know like We've always been like that too, even pre-pandemic. Yeah. We're like, oh, like we are packed in here. You when know? we went to go watch Spider-Man for the third time, I'm like, please let me sit on the end because yeah. I don't want to sit next to anyone I yeah. don't know. And I and when we watched The Matrix and then when we watched Spider-Man the second time, I was sitting next to someone I didn't know and I, I didn't like. And I you yeah, at them. <laughs> well, I don't like, like anyone. I so. hate you. And uh, it was just a poor kid. He no. was really It was dumb. actually me. <laughs> he just didn't know. And then Daniel was just crying in his I was mask. Like, Anthony, it's me. I was like, I don't care. I said, I don't like you. <laughs> okay. But these are, yeah, these are the consequences of, I guess, acting too early. You know, this is, I think we should have just been very aware of how this virus works. And it really shows us, you know, we don't, we don't, the virus can change at any moment and mm-hmm. it can take over at any moment. and you think you're in control but you're not yeah and hopefully maybe you know we continue doing this for a couple of more months i don't know i don't until another variant comes and who knows there's a whole bunch of politics behind it and i just want to be safe i don't want to catch any type of covid in my right. life i don't want to have like even though i'm vaccinated or vaccinated not, or not vaccinated i still don't want to catch it because it can fuck up your system it yep. can fuck up your lungs it can like you might know, not we, we be in the hospital, effects. but you don't know what the long-term effects are. Right. And even with the vaccine, we don't know what the lot. Like, there's so much vagueness out there. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's too many risks. It's yeah. true. And and here's the thing, you know, like if you're going out, be safe. Obviously, wear a mask. Don't be an asshole to the people who are working at the movie oh, theaters. Yeah. You know, just yeah. go enjoy your movie and be safe. That's and all you could do. There's this weird trend now of people not wanting to wear masks. Like, that's hold on re- a second. That's been reoccurring. Like I've literally been like I was um I forgot where I was oh I was at Shoppers Drug Mart I think, and yeah just two dudes walking around maskless and no one said anything yeah and it was just awkward because it, it, these guys look like they were gonna spit on me so I was like should I say something yeah yeah it's almost to the point where like if you say anything you're just gonna get into arguments and, uh, yeah and, 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 and at what I think point people what, are like, just what's, like what's what like just do your shit and get the fuck out of there like yeah. I, we were, I was double masked in the theater yesterday and like. I was fine. Yeah. I didn't die. Or yeah, like yeah, have trouble breathing. Wearing a mask won't kill you. It never be- It's almost it's strange, it's right? Weird. Like wearing a mask was never a big deal until this pandemic. Yeah. Very strange. Continuing on with some more Cineplex news. Cineplex was awarded one point two four billion in damages 
and failed Cineworld deal. Now, it's funny that we're coming full circle with this because it was almost two years to the date that we spoke about Cineplex being purchased by Cineworld. Crazy. And now here we are. This is coming from Ian uh, Vandell of BNN Bloomberg. Cineplex Inc. has prevailed in the legal fight with Cineworld Group over British theater giant's aborted takeover of Canada's largest movie operator. In a release late Tuesday, Cineplex said the Ontario Superior Court of Justice had ruled in favor of its suit, with the court saying the UK firm wrongfully re, sorry, re, repudiated its transaction to buy Cineplex, awarding damages of $1.24 billion and $5.5 million in lost transaction costs. The award is a little more than half the $2.18 billion Cineplex was seeking in damages over the uh, abandonment of the deal. We are pleased that the court found Cineplex acted properly throughout this difficult period in our history, said Cineplex president and CEO Alice Jacobs in a release. Uh, in a release. Cineworld's counterclaim in opposition to Cineplex's legal challenge was also dismissed. In a release Tuesday, Cineworld said it disagrees with the decision and will launch an appeal. Now, yeah, here we are two years later after all of this happened. Last April, we heard that the fallout was happening, and now we've gotten the final results, and it just makes me feel like, holy shit, we've been doing the show a long time, that oh we God. saw the beginning, middle, and end of all of this. Shay, um, what do you think about this news? This is, uh, I, you know, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I, I didn't think they'd win. I'll be honest. I Cineplex? Think, yeah. I didn't think they would win either. I didn't think they'd win. And to come out, I mean, again, right now it's not done yet, because if, if they're going to launch an appeal, then it's probably going to get a bit more interesting. But... To come out with what they also did come out with in, in like one point two four billion, that's huge. That's a, that's that's a, a big one. But who's who says they're gonna pay that? that that's you know what I'm saying? Like, like, again, like on they're paper. also like, a Canadian gov- a Canadian court is told them to pay it, right? But like, the well, how's that mean to me if nothing. I'm in they're actually Europe? Getting, they're actually getting paid in scene points as well. You know, so because Senate World is a UK based, yeah. UK based. So how are we going to? mandate that right? yeah is the, there is we no have to like, world here so they can't like take assets from cinema world here so it's right like, how do you get a company do we have to like call the queen is that how it works i don't oh, know yeah because she's got the in right so yeah. be like hey hey mother it's, it's not mother. like you're, you're you're on our uh you're on our money yeah it's not mother. like it was a it was a court decision based out of europe yeah, I, I Which, definitely think that when the appeal happens as well, it's going to get even messier. and It'll probably dwindle down to a lot less money. Maybe. It'll probably settle at a certain point. But I'm also curious, though, is because does it have to go through the court in here in Canada because it was for a Canadian I takeover? To, I think it has to go to space court now. You know, space court? Yeah. So it's just curious, like, is there, like, a UK court? Like, I don't, I don't, I think it's... I think they're called chancellors. If you are an international lawyer... <laughs> they wear the wigs? Please, yeah. uh, please write, into, write the into the show at, yeah. uh, hello... At the movie podcast, you got it, man. You're so a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. Like, we want our lawyers uh, to call in and yeah. or message in. And, and if, we'll, if for any reason you don't have email, you can always send a telegraph to Anthony. Yeah, uh, he's he he's has really good at Morse code, <laughs> and he'll pick it up. No problem. Because I feel like it's just Cineplex is bleeding money, and they don't have money, and. You know, yeah. lawyers cost a lot of money, right? And now they got this is like they they got their uh, their they got like this one point two billion. They're yeah. like probably like, oh my god, this is gonna save us. But like, is it actually like I'm I trying don't to understand like how do they get this settlement to actually? I think I think Cineplex is in a, a lot better spot now. Theaters are in a lot better spot now than obviously what they were last year. Thank you, Spider Man. Thank you, Spider Man. Thank you, Spider Man. But we'll see how this all unfolds next year yeah, on the like, movie yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
We'll now, be covering it. We'll so. be covering it. Uh, also, Cinemia is going to be coming back too, probably. Well, it, it, it was Movie Pass. I movie think. Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still very similar. Yeah. Uh, next news story, and I'm really excited for you guys to see this one. Uh, Harvey Weinstein threatened to replace Peter Jackson with Quentin Tarantino on Lord of the Rings. This is coming from Abby White of The Hollywood Reporter. Most fans of Frodo's long journey to Mordor in The Lord of the Rings can't imagine any other director but Peter Jackson at the helm. But Harvey Weinstein threatened to replace him, according to a new oral history of the blockbuster franchise. In a piece celebrating the 20-year anniversary of Fellowship of the Ring, The Independent spoke to Jackson's manager, Ken Kamins, among others involved with the franchise. At one point, while discussing the film's journey to the big screen, Kamins brought uh, how the disgraced former Hollywood producer, who is currently serving time for felony sex crimes, used threats of replacing the New Zealand-born filmmaker with Quentin Tarantino as a means of forcing Jackson to condense the film's runtime. Harvey would go from acting empathetically to turning on a dime into Mr. Hyde, and would threaten Peter, Kamins said of Weinstein's mixed messages of support when it came to Peter Jackson's visit. He'd threatened to get Quentin Tarantino to direct if Peter couldn't do it one with one film, and that was two and a half hours, which is the exact opposite of what he initially told us he wanted. Now, it blows my mind to even consider the Lord of the Rings trilogy as one movie, and I know before they were even thinking about including The Hobbit, but imagine if that was directed by Quentin Tarantino. Can you even, can you even, like, fathom that anthony no i um i can't i can't see quentin tarantino doing a fantasy driven story like this uh based on his catalog of films this would be so out of place for him because i don't think he would have the complete control that he was looking for but then again he is like a huge star trek nerd so maybe maybe he had maybe he would have had something for us but i just i wonder what the script would look like because he is focused on dialogue and like creating his characters right just so it would be so weird to see him in a fantasy movie and directing like yeah. like who's sam is samuel jackson going to come in and take over as gandalf who's going to drop the first fuck like for sure you know what are they what pop culture are they going to talk about in, <laughs> in lord of the rings in, in hobbiton they're like he like you just see you know like like samwise just put a song on and some old like 70s like the doors or something yeah. like that what, the f- what, what is this music you're playing there <laughs> You know, things like that. And a lot of Hobbit feet. Of a course. lot of Hobbit feet. A lot, yeah. lot of feet. We've seen a lot of Hobbit feet for sure. And we already have a lot of Hobbit feet. And in the that's movie. the thing, right? Definitely a lot of fucks thrown around here yeah. and there. Um, I, I, I think what, what, I, what I want to say, though, is that, you know, kind of on topic, but not on topic here, is that I love that now that, like, Harvey Weinstein, the, the, the piece of shit that he is, you know, is in jail and, like... Now all the stories can come out about him. Like yeah. all the fucking No one's scared you, anymore. You, you know that there's beyond crazy things that he's done besides the sexual allegations. He's probably had some weird movie ideas or something that he yeah. wanted to get done or or director choices, just like this story. So that's what I'm curious to see come out. Yeah, I I, I wanna know more about like just like he was such a terrible person and the things that he did to get movies nominated and made and stuff like that. It's it's so like just like dystopian to see that so mm-hmm. just it's just crazy but yeah lord of the rings by tarantino maybe we should edit that trailer one day i think we could uh we didn't have, it would still be we long i would think th- oh I, it'd still be long i think it sure. would still be long like just seeing his previous films it would be a long movie do you think tarantino knew this like do you think tarantino was on like standby waiting to jump in or do you think this was just wine scene being like yeah this hot new director th- threat could come is going to come in and do it because Tar- because tarantino was still like this is like 1999 i'm assuming this right. was happening, right? 
98 maybe. But he was still like he's, he's coming off of Pulp Fiction, he's coming off of Jackie, Jackie Brown, Brown yeah. and True Romance which he wrote. Right. Yeah. I think you would have been And fine. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Some some pretty bangers. Interesting times, man. Interesting. Uh, but speaking of interesting times, Florence Pugh, Rami Malek, Benny Safdie joined Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. This is coming from friend of the show, and for the final time this year, Boris Kitt of The Hollywood Reporter. B-Kitts. B-Kitts. Christopher Nolan's biopic about the father of the A-bomb continues to attract Hollywood's A-list. Florence Pugh, Rami Malek, and Benny Safdie are the latest actors to bring their nuclear star power to Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. I put Oppenheimer. Nolan's biopic of J. Robert Oppenheimer, which is set up at Universal Pictures. The trio joins Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, and Killian Murphy on the call sheet in which has become one of the most stacked feature projects in recent memory. Universal has called the movie an epic thriller that thrusts audiences into the pulse-pounding paradox of the ignatic man who must risk destroying the world in order to save it. Uh, Shay, what do you think of this cast of what, like, this is really becoming one of the most anticipated films in the next couple of years. What do you think of this cast? This looks great. This, this is just such a cool cast. Um, and I'm sure there's more to come. Like this, Probably. Is, this is such a good, is Matt Damon in this yet? He's in it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. He's, I think he's one of the first. Oh yeah. Matt Damon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? So I, I'm down for Downey as well. You know, just, yeah. I mean, Benny Safdie has been having a great career. You know, mm-hmm. we just saw him recently in Licorice Pizza. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is a very soft, this, I just, and look, when, whenever Nolan does anything, it's, it's always interesting, right? Bad or good. And he really doesn't have any bad. So I'm excited. This is a good cast. This is going to be a great movie. He knows how to nail it. I'm just curious into his, what's his narrative. And I use this term lightly gimmick. What, what's going to be the weird way yeah. this movie's told? What is this going to, who's be? Michael Caine are we playing? Being, are we seeing the movie from inside of a bomb? Right. Just, is Nolan going to launch a nuclear bomb is, to shoot it? Yes. And you also have, like, you do have a lot of these, the star power. So you're wondering how are they going to be utilizing mm-hmm. a film? Because it's not just three. It's like seven. Yeah. And it can even grow. So yeah. how much screen time are they getting? Are they actually huge part, point, part or huge characters in this movie? Right. Because we know it's Killian Murphy's movie. This right. is a story. He plays uh, Oppenheimer. So... Who are all these characters? Do they get enough screen time? What does this look like? Yeah. How long is this movie? You you kind of as like a movie lover and someone who loves Christopher Nolan's films, you kind of put start to like stitch these things together mm-hmm. and try to figure out. I hope he's not in it for like five minutes, yeah. or you right. hope like he's he's oh a here's a scene with them and that's part it. of it. Yeah. Um, and we don't even Michael Caine will probably be in it. Yeah, for sure, Michael Caine. If yeah. He, if, if he's not gonna be in it like normally, then he's gonna have a, even, a voice. He's a gonna voice. he's gonna play the I think the A bomb. Yeah. Like even in Tenant, he was in that movie and he was what a, two minutes three just minutes a scene, long? yeah, just a scene, just or a even scene. yeah in uh, in Dunkirk, he was just the voice over the uh, the radio, the radio, yeah. yeah. But we'll see. I mean, th- we have uh, about a year and a half t- to wait for this movie. Yeah. Because it's coming out July 2023. Yeah. It's going to be a really fun lead up. I hope we get, like, Nolan's but Nolan's really good with building the hype for his trailers. Um, so are we going to see this trailer in Fortnite next summer? Who what knows? Do, what do you think? They're going to drop you, an A-bomb in Fortnite? Do you think it'll be a, a clock ticking? Yeah. I feel it, like oh, there'll be that, some sort of ticking clock. A lot of ticking clocks in it, yeah. In the trailer. Just because a bomb ticks. Yeah. The pressure of getting it out, this bomb out in time, yeah, and it being a nuclear bomb. I think I think back to the Interstellar trailer, the, that first tease, that one year from now one, which I think is one of my favorite teasers of all time. Mm-hmm. 
um i really hope that they start this the lead up to the the that's always one year. Always one year ahead. Always one year. So hopefully we don't have too long to and wait. This is what it is. It a July film as well? Do we have? I believe. Like I believe a, it's July 2023. So July 2022 is when we should start getting this trailer. Yeah, that's what. Uh, can you confirm that date for me? Uh, I can confirm the date for uh, you. Yeah. I'm going to do a quick update for you. Not too many other updates this week, but we did get confirmation that Chang Chi sequel is in the works with filmmaker Dan. Uh, sorry, Destin Daniel Cretton. So he was also saying that he wants Jackie Chan to be in it. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see Shang-Chi face off against Jackie Chan. Just Jackie Chan. He's not even or playing Jackie a character. Jackie Chan is the new Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Yes. <laughs> he takes, they age him up for some reason. That'd Who knows? Cool. Who knows where it's going to go? Poor Simu. All right. It is July, by the way. Sorry. It is July. July. Okay. Start the Spidey Siren. <laughs> because it's time to talk about the box office. Box office. And everything else that happens in this movie. We're going to get into very soon. Box office. And he didn't do it because no, he's not good, Which is good. He's good. That's everyone's playing the roles the formula. today. Back to formula, you said. Back to formula. Spider-Man: No Way Home opens with an amazing two hundred and fifty-three million dollars. That is the third biggest opening weekend ever in the U.S., behind only Avengers: Endgame and Avengers: Infinity War. That also includes Canada and Mexico, correct? Mm-hmm. The North America. The biggest opening ever in December in the U.S. And the biggest opening ever for Sony Pictures. It is currently at $587 million globally. Why was this movie doing as well as it is? This? Why, why is this movie doing well? Well, well there's a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then there's no way home. another Spider-Man. Hold on a second. And then there's what? another uh, Spider-Man. Wait a second. Are you saying three is the magic number? Then there's another Spider-Man. And there's there's another one. There's a lot of Spider-Man in this movie. There's a hundred Spider-Men. Not not that many. That one, there's too many. There's three of them. Andrew Garfield's and Tobey Maguire have returned, and we could finally say it, and scream it, and just bask in it after what felt like a decade of leaks and Mm -hmm. rumors and everything. Mm -hmm. When did the rumors start? Last year. Last, I believe last summer when it was announced that Alfred Molina may be returning. Yeah, that's what it was. And then we yeah. heard Jamie Foxx maybe returning and we're like, oh, this or is... was Jamie Foxx first? I think Jamie Foxx was. I think it was Jamie Foxx. Yeah, first. and we're just like, hold on Ew. a second. Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro? We're like, what the heck? And then we heard Alfred Molina. Yeah. Then we heard Willem Dafoe. Yep. And then. Will- Willem Dafoe took a while too. Willem Dafoe took a while too. And then we're here. We're going to talk about all of our spoiler free thoughts. Everything. Sorry, sp- spoiler filled thoughts. Spoiler filled. Very soon. Um, but are you surprised, Shay, at the box office is movie taking it? No, I, it's just going to sound weird, but I thought it'd be even more. We're in a pandemic still. And, I, and, it's, and pandemic. It, almost, it almost destroyed Avengers. Right? Spider-Man. Right? I, but again, super impressed, obviously. And, you know, during a pandemic, this is, this is awesome. But yes, I definitely thought it'd be a little more. But like, not, like, not like 100 million more. I thought like maybe like 10 million more. Right. Just something about it. But, but uh, I'm, I'm still, Sony's original pred- uh, predictions for this movie was a $130 million opening. And it crushed that. Yeah. $253 million, My God. That's like, those are like, that would be a lot in the olden times. You'd be like, oh my God, like, look what they did before COVID. And yeah. now it's doing it with COVID. What do you think about all this, Anthony? Well, yeah, $253 million makes sense for a movie that's been this hyped for, for the past year and a half. I think... Um, going into the film and people having people cheer and every single screening. And I even know people who've gone to, 
you know, yesterday's screening, cheering, a lot of cheering, a lot of people yeah. cheering. And even I was watching um, Mark Kermode. For, he's a reviewer in UK, and he went to the theaters, and they were like, it's yeah. it's a very fan based, a fan made film, you know, and people wanted this, and it brought out everyone, especially after going through you know, a year of not getting the movies that you wanted, and yeah. this was the movie that was going to bring you out, Spider Man, pot- potential Spider Men, Spider Man, which made. Sense like you had villains from previous films, yeah, hundred percent. I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about it already, so I'm really excited to 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 get over to our topic of the show so we could talk all about it. Uh, but let's get to some trailers. 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 A couple of trailers this week that we want to talk about. First, we'll talk about Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, more Fantastic Beasts, more from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, Shay, what did you think of this trailer? All right, Anthony, what did you think of this trailer? No, <laughs> I get it. Out, uh, <laughs> I'm going to let me say it. I didn't care for it. Yeah, I didn't. Like it it's so sad to say that it did absolutely nothing for me. It didn't even like it make came me and raise went. an eyebrow. Yeah. I I wish I got the feeling or, or hearing the music or seeing Hogwarts, but I I'm so burnt by, you know, the last one and even like the first Fantastic Beast is just an okay movie. Right. That Seeing all of this is just like a it's like a false hope. And I love Mads. Seeing Mads is interesting, but Mads, I you you can't even save this. I don't know like with the Fantastic Beast series, like at least when we got the Star Wars prequels, when we got the Hobbit films, those were actually felt like connected to their series more. Yeah. And this movie, obviously it's Jude Law is Dumbledore. Like we know who this character is. Yeah. It's the plot of this movie is just so this I don't care. It's so convoluted. You know, like I would have so like the, what we were saying, like the Marauders or like something where it just like something sounds like cool. You know, like this is just like I don't care about like what's going on and here. I forgot, who who's um who is uh, Grindelwald? No, who's who's thing playing again? Um, uh, the Flash. Oh, the actor who plays yeah. the Flash. His name is. You got it. You don't know either. <laughs> so, uh, Rupert Everett. No. no uh, Why are we like... Man, it is something... Ezra Miller. Yeah. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, right? That's what you guys had as well? No, I was waiting for you to say oh, it. You had it also. Yeah. You had it. <laughs> no, Daniel didn't know. I didn't know. Daniel I made him, you made him, know him, at he, all. You made him like do that for the past... You made me suffer? I wanted him he to suffer. He was bleeding from his eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ezra Miller plays Dumbledore's brother. Is that who he plays? That's who he's playing. It's so fucking stupid. Like that, that, that reveal at the end was just like, oh. Yeah, it's so dumb. I'm your brother. I'm your brother. Well, it wasn't like that. Also, like, Ezra, I forgot Ezra Miller's in the franchise. Yeah. And you know what? I like um, Eddie, Red, Eddie, Eddie Redbane. I, yeah. I, I like him. He's just got no personality as Newt's commander. Yeah, and he's also just like, just kind of just like, like that's there's a wand in my hand. You know? It just, it just feels like he's not like, you can make a movie about him. But like I'm like okay now you're le- having a franchise built around yeah. him I'm like his, his no purpose charisma. doesn't he feel no like charisma. his purpose doesn't feel like is there like it's not like he's like you're putting him in the Harry Potter role yeah. right now you know yeah. what I mean it's not and there. again David Yates um move on just yeah do something else in that's your life, that's man. I think my biggest criticism is like okay we've had David Yates now since Goblet of Fire mm-hmm. no sorry since um Have Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Order, Order of the Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Half-Blood Prince. Deathly Hallows Part 1, Part 2. Fantastic Beasts. 
Crimes of Grindelwald, and now this. He's turning into the new what Paul W. S. Anderson with a uh, Resident Evil. Was it Resident Evil? Where it's like all the like all these movies just look and feel the same, and it's a miracle that he pulled off the ending of Harry Potter as well that he did, because obviously that's hard for any director to do. But when you're doing a new franchise, like it would have been nice to have some new blood in there, mm. you know, like. Guillermo del Toro would have been awesome with all the different Fantastic yeah. Beasts. Or just someone young who grew up with the franchise who wants to bring new life into it. You know, I think of like, when you look at what J.J. Abrams did with The Force Awakens, he got the world excited again for Star Wars, right? Yeah. When you're doing Fantastic Beasts, which again, which was only about five years after the Harry Potter series came to a close, you're, it doesn't feel like, it just feels like a... a a, a less exciting version of Harry Potter, mm -hmm. you know, and like that's where we're at with this He's franchise. Such a vanilla I director. Think they need to like have their, you know, Kevin Feige, like someone who's yeah, really passionate 100%. about Harry Potter or that world. Yeah, but not be the director, just be the 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 eyes for the the whole franchise. Yeah. and actually go th that route because clearly it doesn't seem like I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, in the sense of, I liked all the movies, the first Harry Potter's, but I yeah. never actually watched Fantastic Beasts, so yeah. it never interested me into into getting into it. Um, I mean, look what Marvel's doing right now, and look what Star Wars is doing well right now. Yeah. They're telling, they're looking at this world, and like, okay, where could we fill in spots? And maybe we'll see an HBO Max show of Harry Potter one day. I think we're in a spot where we could do that and accept it and be all on board for it. But Marvel and Star Wars is eating Warner Brothers lunch. When you are fumbling the ball with the DC Cinematic Universe, when you're fumbling the ball now with Harry Potter and obviously with everything with J.K. Rowling's and going on in the mm -hmm. world, it's like you have some of the most content-rich IPs and stories in the world, and you're just sitting on it, and you're relying on making a, one movie every almost... When's, when did Grindelwald come in? 2018. Oh my god! So like four years have gone by without any and Harry Potter content. The same director, and it's not, it's not progressing this franchise. Get people to make st yeah. other stories in this world about different characters. Expand that world. You don't need like. Here's the thing. Like again, I'm I'm thankful for J.K. Rowling to give us the world of Harry Potter and her books because I love them and we love them. The world loves them, but we also have to, as Warner Brothers who own that 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 franchise now, like. I would love for them to be like, you know what? Let's expand this world without her. Mm -hmm. do they, we don't need her to write the screenplays yeah. for these movies because yeah, she's not a screenplay writer. Do yeah. they have complete control over the characters? And like, I don't know if... I don't know what's JK, in her contract, J.K. Rowling right? did not sell these characters directly to... It's not like George Lucas selling Star Wars to right. Disney no. or Marvel selling it to no. the Disney. So what control do they have in compared to what she actually makes you know i'm not i want this movie to be made or if not or i know she gets final say on like like when the first movies were coming out she got final say on casting and the director choice mm -hmm. but i don't know what she has now so if i'm if i was warner brothers and i'm seeing okay the world is not on the side of jk rowling right now this is no. not someone we want associated with this brand harry potter is a lot bigger than jk rowling yeah so pay her whatever it needs to get this contract done and take over this franchise and give it to the give it in the hands like Anthony said, give it to a Kevin Feige who not not actually someone Kevin who's Feige, passionate someone about someone who could actually take this series producer, you know? yeah. and do something great with it because there's so much potential here. Yeah, I want to like, be excited about Harry Potter. Aren't again. you? Wouldn't you be excited for a Dobby no. movie, dude? Where we uh, learn how he all becomes the, all, the, all the house elves. <laughs> yeah, how he becomes like beaten. For, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. Do you want to direct wanna, that one? I want to see a dark. Like, you want to see like a, dark? a seven? Oh my god, with Dobby. <laughs> with Dobby. <laughs> my god, man.
That's dark. But I here's think, the thing: we could get him one day, maybe. I, I think like like one of the longest you know running producers on the Harry Potter franchise has been uh, David Heyman. He's like been, David Heyman, yeah, yeah. He's been one of the big producers behind it. Um, so Dave, what the fuck, man? Like, get, <laughs> get rid of Yates. I was, I was not expecting you to say <laughs> that. Get rid of Yates. Just get rid of Yates. Yates is so like. Uh, anyone, here's the thing, man. I I love my time with the with the Deathly Hallows films as well. But I always think about the what if with those two movies as well, that if they were in a much more interesting director's hands, would they have been better movies? Because I personally enjoy the first half of the Harry Potter, you know, film series more than I do the second half. So I'm reading now, and I completely agree with you, Shay. I completely agree with you um, that Warner Brothers owns Harry Potter. But they also signed a contract with J.K. Rowling where they have where she has to have a say whether they want to reboot the series or not. And J.K. Rowling has to be involved in the scripts and screenplays for the franchise. It's, so it's her call for future movies. Makes sense, yeah. Which sucks, I'll be honest with you. That's a, that's a really shitty deal and not a deal I don't think we'd ever see done today. How much is Harry Potter worth? Man. Like, what, do you think, what do you think they would have to offer her to just buy her out? I don't even know. 1.2 bill? It can't be more than Star Wars. Can't it though? Like you like here's the thing like well not if you keep making poor movies. Exactly. So the the so franchise is 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 if you if are they, they doing sold it on it, purpose? If they sold it pre uh Fantastic Beasts, it would have been a lot. Yeah. Because that's like oh that they would have had more movies than Star Wars had out when when Star Wars was bought, right? We had like the original trilogy and then the prequel trilogy Star um Harry Potter had eight movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Um, I'm just hoping that 2022 and later is, treats Harry Potter better because that franchise has just so much potential and it's being squandered right now. It's very interesting because obviously we know that Johnny Depp was removed from yes, we this do. movie. Um, but the man still got his pay. You know, his, his contract does state that either if he does a movie, you cast him in it. He gets paid no matter what. So he got paid $16 million to film one scene, if you think about it. And then it never will be seen the day of light. Do you think that scene will be like t- turning into Mads Mikkelsen? I don't think so. I, I, mean, I don't know. I doubt it. It's probably just reshot it. Yeah. The other trailer that we got this week, which, again, trailer of the week for me. Phenomenal trailer. Everything, everywhere, all at once. This yeah. is starring Michelle Yeoh. Yep. What an amazing trailer. Oh, what my weird, God. What a weird trailer. In a good yeah. Way. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think of this trailer, Anthony? I really liked it. It's a uh, it's like a take on the multiverse, but not in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, I really really dug it. It was an A two four film. Yeah. So brilliant edit, brilliant edit. As A two four trailers always are, typically <laughs> that's how the movie actually is. But it yeah. looks great. It looks great. Yeah. There's there's oh, I forgot his name. I know him as Short Round from Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't. I we haven't seen him around for a bit in the acting you know world but uh it was nice to see him in back what's his name oh my gosh kehu kwan is that his name that's his name yeah there we go so it's good to see him like just as an adult now instead of like seeing him, him. At, I'm now I'm in away. the goonies and indiana jones he's it's uh it's just surreal and it sense. is but yeah like Great visual trailer. effects look fantastic everything looks great about this movie shay what do you think of the trailer yeah, this was this was so trippy, so weird. It was just like, I'm down for this. 
Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, out this week, we have The King's Man, which we have a review out for right now. The Matrix Resurrections Sing 2 and Licorice Pizza is finally getting released on the 24th here in Canada and expanding worldwide on the 24th as well, too. So you'll mm. be able to catch a review of it on Tuesday, December 21st. Mm. So look forward to that very soon. Let's get into what we're watching. Uh, Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off. So I'm just going to go quickly through it. Um, finished off Succession Season 3. Really, really well done. I encourage everyone to go watch it. If you haven't watched it, all three seasons are on Crave. Um, fantastic story. Put on The Matrix and The Matrix. Oh, actually, we went to go see The Matrix yep. in IMAX. Yeah, you guys both went to go see uh, it in IMAX. Shea w- yeah. went to go watch it. What a great experience. What a... Like, I remember seeing it in theaters, but it, we didn't... I didn't watch it in IMAX. So you this didn't watch was, it with me. I didn't watch it with you. Had you seen uh, The Matrix in theaters before? So I'd never seen The Matrix in theaters. This Matrix was a movie that I watched right when it came out on, on DVD. Um, and I watched the shit out of it. Yeah. But, um, like if, if the matrix was coming out, like this was 20, you know, if this was the 999, 1999, this is the best film of the year. Yeah. Right. This, like right now is the best film of 2021 because it, just, <laughs> it looks so good. Like the, the wh- wh- however they mastered the IMAX screen. Yeah. Fantastic. Like you wouldn't think this movie was shot Even the audio, 30 years ago or 20 years fantastic ago. Too. Audio was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a great experience watching that again. Um, matrix reloaded, watch Spider-Man, no way home three mm-hmm. times uh the kingsman yellow jackets which is on showtime been watching that really really good the witcher i finished season one now oh I'm on wow season two how did you find season one after finishing it um i lo- like it's it's hard to get into because there's a lot of like lore based. Are, are you feeling like you finished it to finish it no i actually to tell you the truth i put it on and i was building some style building a legos building the home alone set yeah um but i really got into it um I just there's a lot of lore and I don't get into the the fantasy lore like I used to and I really have to pay attention to it but I enjoyed it I got through the first two episodes and you know it started to build up still build up and you 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 kind of see like they did a world where you know there's very similar to um Game of Thrones a more mature style fantasy of 100% um nudity a lot of nudity yeah a lot of um violence and a lot swearing of, as well too a lot of, and and henry cavill does a fantastic job yeah. as Geralt. The Witcher, yeah. Geralt. but there is a lot of lore and i don't know if i can i get trying to get into it i got you and does it make I'm you want to play the witcher games no no <laughs> absolutely not it's deterred me from even looking at them but i started season two nice and the first episode was actually really well done awesome um and then the great with nicholas holt and l fanning l fanning Fantastic show. Yeah. Like, I'm so I'm so blessed to have watched Succession and The Great in a month. It's because a, there's a, those are the two best shows I've watched this this year. Mm-hmm. And they were just back to back. And The Great is on Amazon Prime in Canada. And all, I guess, 10 episodes are there. But it's so well written and it's so funny. Awesome. I love it. I have to watch it. So it's on the list. It's on the list. Shay, how about yourself? What have you been watching? Um... Well, I guess we can talk about it now. So, uh, you know, we had rumblings that Matt Murdock would show up in No Way Home. And mm. you know what? Guess what? Daredevil does show up in No Way Home. Uh, and we were also hearing rumblings that the Kingpin will show up in uh, Hawkeye. So I decided to go ahead and rewatch season one of Daredevil. And I, wow, I, so good. This is, my, I think, my third or fourth time rewatching season one. I season one it. is such a great start such for the character. Such a great season. 
Uh, and then I debated to finish season two, and I and I went to Netflix, and I realized I literally had only three episodes left. Um, and I'm like, fuck no, I still won't do it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you just went right to three. I went right to three. So I started three. I think I'm on episode three right now. Yeah. Are you three. enjoying it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's, yeah. uh, um, it's, it's a little slow to start. A little slow to start. Mm-hmm. Did you watch The Defenders? No. Should I watch that as well? Well, it takes place before... Season it takes place after season two okay. of Daredevil and before season three. Was it good though? Uh, not the greatest. <laughs> not Guess the greatest. What, Daniel? <laughs> not Ant's the greatest. Gonna, Ant's is gonna be no. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be a no for me, dog. Um, because you know what? Like, I'm I'm sure the MCU will MCUify. Yeah, the Daredevil mm-hmm. s- series or or show or whatever they do. I hope they do a movie. Um, I wonder. I hope they do a movie for him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think uh, I'm curious to see where that shows up. Yeah, so I did season one, and then I'm now doing season three. We watched The King's Man. Uh, I watched also just the first King's Man or Kingsman. Kingsman. Uh, the Matrix. We watched in IMAX. Uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. I did my fourth watch yesterday, and uh, that's probably more gonna uh, more gonna come up. I feel. I feel more, more will probably come. Up. Yeah. yeah. Depending on how theaters go. Right. Um. Four bosses. Four is not enough, eh? Four is not enough. There's three Spider-Man, so mathematically, three times three, I got to do it that way. Yeah, nine. Nine times. They do it three times for each Spider-Man. Yeah, each trilogy. They each get a trilogy of watches. Yeah. So Shay only watches, so like, he only watched it the first three times just for Tom Holland. Next three times maybe, is going to be for maybe. Toby. I'm Next three times yet. for Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I'm like in. I'm. <laughs> I'm surprised Anthony's seen it three times. I'm yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm, the I'm big surprise. Surprise. I watched. I'm it three surprised times. Anthony watched it twice in one day with us. Like when yeah. when when Daniel told me, "Hey, Anthony's coming with us," I said, "Daniel," and I tried pulling off Daniel's face to see if he had a mask underneath, and he didn't. And it was so just a melted Furby. It was just it was just claw marks. Now actually, <laughs> that's all you have. Um, but yeah, man, when you came to that second screening with us, I was I didn't watch the movie. I watched you. I just I just wanted to experience what you two yeah. go through, and I will never, watch never again. Two movies. You never do it again. Eh? Anthony was booing when everyone was cheering. Yeah. He's like, boo! Oh, like the third time I was watching, everyone was cheering. I'm like, I'm so annoyed right now. <laughs> I just hate everyone here. Yeah. I am the green guy. I put yeah. my hood on, and I was like, did. get my get my glider. Yelling at spoilers like, may may dies. Yeah. <laughs> what? Misery, misery. Oh, Anthony. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, this is this is Toby scene, guys. Yeah, and I was like, what? Like what? What's happening? The movie's just starting. <laughs> Aunt May dies. No, no. Stop yelling at Anthony. Uh, did you finish what oh, you were sorry. watching? Um, <laughs> uh, Hawkeye, obviously, and uh, Always Sunny. Beautiful. Uh, for myself, I'll go through quickly as well. Uh, watched Hawkeye, uh, Always Sunny, so we're all caught up with all the episodes that are out right now. Really enjoying the season. Really funny. Oh, yeah, really funny. Um, obviously, The King's Man. Spider-Man No Way Home times three. I'm going for round four tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably some other stuff that I'm forgetting. I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies as well, too, obviously, because Christmas is this week, which is, again, really weird to say. Is it this week? It's this week. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. So it's not... When do you when do you start your weeks? Um, Monday. Monday. Monday but to at the end of the Friday, week, right? I guess... Or do you start your week on Saturday? I guess... So Saturday used to be like the start of my week, like like in my head. Because it was like the weekend, but I guess Monday is the beginning of the week, right? For me, it's always been Monday. Monday. So technically, at the end of the week, it's Christmas. Because Christmas Eve is on Friday. I just want to say you're wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll accept your feedback because we're open to feedback. To my dad. Because <laughs> we are the people's podcast. But guys, Spider-Man No Way Home is out in theaters right now. You could go watch it. Probably the hardest thing that we've had to do on the show is after seeing our screening again this is such this is such champagne problems right now 
after watching our screening on Monday, we were not able to say a word to anybody. Oh, yeah. But it was like that type of thing when you saw people tweeting their reactions, like, if you know, you know. Yeah. So I'd just be like, we're, we're in the know. Yeah, there were some reactions I saw like that went up right up, and they're like, wow, the, the nostalgia, seeing all the old things come back. I'm like, guys, you might as well just fucking say it. Kobe's <laughs> back. Like, you, you're dancing around it so hard. Just say it. Say it. So I saw I saw a comment on Reddit that I thought was a great way I think to start a conversation on this movie. Okay, three generations of Spider-Man teaming up with Doctor Strange and Doctor uh, and Doc Ock against the motherfucking Green Goblin on top of the Statue of Liberty. You can't make this shit up. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Like holy shit. Yeah. How does this movie exist? How does this? How is this movie real? And, how, and it, how did it work? How does it, yeah, how does it not, like, make a mistake? You know, it, it doesn't, it, you know, you watch a movie and we kind of sit there and we're like, oh, man, what's the criticism we have for this? Or what would I have done differently? And there isn't a single thing I would have done differently. It's amazing because when you, when you look at this, the, the home trilogy, the Spider-Man home trilogy, this whole trilogy has served as an origin story. Mm-hmm. For the Spider-Man and Peter Parker that we know and love from the comics and obviously what the Sam Raimi Spider-Man was too, where it's like, you now have a, like a character that has sacrificed everything for the people that he loves. Yep. He's embraced that, that, that weight and that, that classic Peter Parker, I can never have what I want. The yep. people I love will always are the ones I need to protect. And now we're leaving it in a place where, you know, he's now in New York City, yep. he's living in New York City, and he is has a, an amazing suit that looks like straight like a Steve Ditko Spider-Man oh, yeah. suit. And he is just that final swing through New York at Christmas time with the snow. Like we now have this character, Anthony, what was your biggest, some of the biggest takeaways you have from this movie? Cause there's a lot like Shay was saying, Matt Murdock is in this movie. Um, there's three generation of Spider-Man in this movie. Like where, where are you with this movie now that we could talk freely about it? I liked, I liked the film. I really did. I, 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 I I really enjoyed the, the the trilogy of this, you know, we'll say the home trilogy because mm-hmm. I always consider it the home. Um, I never really liked Tom Holland as Spider Man, but I think he grew on me on on this one. I still mm-hmm. think he's the. If I were ranking all my Spider Men, he might be in in the sense of Spider Men. Yeah, like being in the costume, he's still number three compared to all the other ones. Sure, uh, but I think his stories are closer to Toby's in the sense of the the actual the capitalization on hitting those points with right. the fans and i think this is probably the best spider-man story out there compared to uh, i'm it's a toss-up between spider-man 2 mm-hmm. and and this one spider-man 2 with toby Maguire. um but i enjoyed it i really i really really enjoyed it i this is the first time we've had a situation like this happen in our lifetime where we were able to get or actually maybe not this movie really reminded me of X-Men Days of Future Past. Yes. Where they took two generations of X-Men and put them together and two generations of Spider- or three generations, or two generations of Spider-Man together and told a cohesive story. And right. at the end, it made sense. Just like Days of Future Past where we had a future version of, you know, the X-Men meet the past or the ones right. that it just works so well. And I think days of future past was a fantastic film, but Spider-Man for its realm did a fantastic job taking all three Spider-Man. The only complaint I had in this whole film is the way they introduced 
these characters. Which characters? The actual, like, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire. Oh, that It felt you. very MTV-like, especially Tobey Maguire, Maguire just showing up and just like, hey, guys. Like, it yeah. just, it felt like it was almost like a, like, like a, a funny gimmick that you would see on MTV. Like, movie awards. Gotcha. Like, he just, the way he showed up. Like, I wish he showed up in a different way. I wish I'm, he I'm also trying to, showed up. I'm, I'm trying to think how else he could have showed up. Like, in Well, the, you you only know him. As, you only see him showing up in the way they showed up. Because, but there were so many other ways. Because he was already in that world. Right. Just living. Trying like, to, he just, like, like lands. Like, like, right beside Parker or something like that. Like, our Peter Parker that we have. Oh, I don't know. But he just, yes. Yeah, something but like I, that. I get it. I get what you're trying to say. Because the way they introduced it was, I, I think... You know, when you think about your grand visions about what this movie is and before going into it, and you're like, how are they going to introduce them? And I remember we kept saying, like, we'd watch the trailer and we're like, oh, I bet they stitched them out here, stitched them out there. Yeah, we were wrong. Um, but we kept thinking about, yes, like, how could they introduce them? So then to do it so, I guess, casually is the best way to put it. Because right. you, you were introduced to these villains like that. Yeah, yeah. the villains But then were the Spider-Men were just like, where were they? They've been for like but I, two I, days but, or but a day think, and a half. I think it worked because it let the audience it, it you the the john wants used the audience to go and ride at that point right so we knew what was happening and we're sitting there just giddy if they kind of appeared out of nowhere i think it would have been a great shock and we would have been like oh my god no way but we would have almost overtaken our excitement with what the scene's happening because it's not like where it's you know saturday night live where the character can show up and then just stand there for a few minutes on on a sitcom and then wait for the audience to relax. I think when you build that hype the way they did and then just kind of like casually drop them in there and then kind of have that slow moment, it allowed the audience to catch up and also experience it through. Whereas, again, if they just drop out of nowhere, there might be too much like fan service craziness going on that you're missing what's happening in the movie. Sure. I mean, and, and that's the thing. And I, I don't think either of us is, is right or wrong. I like the way it was done only because we also have to think about what just happened the scene before, yeah. which was Anne May who passed away. So it was a very somber moment. And that moment lingers. Like, yeah. that, was a, that was a slower scene where Peter is just there like looking at May and like yeah. she drops the, with great power must also come great responsibility, which was uh, the actual line that Peter said from the comics. I know we always attribute it to Uncle, Uncle ben. ben, but it's actually a line Peter says in the comic books that turned into an Uncle Ben thing. But um, that's coming in and it's, and it's not even with Pe like Tom Holland's Peter that were being in introduced to them. It's with MJ and with with um, which I again loved it with Ned. Yeah. Um, where it's just like they he opens the portals and they they kind of pop through. Um, and then still a very somber moment when they go to the school because they're like, yeah, like is there a spot that you go and like Peter's like, oh sorry, Andrew Garfield's like, yeah, you know, I go to the Empire State Building, mm -hmm. it's a nicer view, and then Tobey Maguire's like, yeah, Chrysler, you know, I go yeah. Chrysler Building. Um, but this spot, because our Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man, still isn't a city, a New York City Spider-Man yet. Mm -hmm. He still goes to his school. Like, that's where he has connection with his friends. Mm -hmm. So when you see them at the top of that bell tower, oh, yeah. what a shot that was. And the yeah. crowd's going nuts as well, too. And they jump down and they kind of have their moment of, like, that emotional connection mm -hmm. before we get to the fucking hype moment of them taking on the... the the baddies. The, the baddies at the end. But but I, I get what you're saying. Anthony. I, I, I can see that a lot of people would probably would have wanted it to be, like... A shock and awe moment. Yeah, like a like a cinematic, just like boom, they're in there or they fight. They, yeah, there's there's so many different ways they could have gone about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, but but I, I still did appreciate how they did it because it was so like it was such a, like a wink and a nod to the camera. It was really yeah. like breaking that fourth wall. Um, 
Yeah, we have, my God, Matt Murdock in this movie. Yeah. What an introduction to him. What an intro. So, you know, you, you see Happy Hogan's, uh, um, oh my goodness, his his, uh, his statement on the TV. And then, you know, he's like, oh man, could they, they, at least he's a good picture. Yeah. And he uses Iron to, Man 3 picture. Yeah. So then good. they start to zoom out and then pop. You see the the cane appear. Sorry, did he get shot? <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounded like. You know, he drops you know he drops a cane in, in the frame, and everyone knew at that moment. Once you see that cane and you hear that voice of Charlie Cox, who I absolutely love. I absolutely love Charlie Cox. As He's Daredevil. great. He's great as Daredevil. Just what a moment, you know. I, I honestly, I get so like happy when I see, and I've seen it four times now. I, I get so happy when I see that moment. I have no idea what he's saying in that scene because no, I'm just like I'm like oh my god, it's Charlie Cox, and then he catches a brick. Man, where are they gonna go with this? Oh, it's because they were he was hiding Happy had like Tony Stark technology that he was not disclosing. Yeah. And because you remember when it was stolen? Yeah. And I guess the first one? Remember that pole plane and train? Yeah. yeah with, with the vulture. Yeah, I think there was like a lot of disclose Oh, sorry, not the vulture. What am I thinking? It's with the Mysterio? The robots in the Mysterio. The drones. Oh, the drones. Those drones disappeared. So yeah. how do they disappear yeah, without yeah. like the world knowing type of thing? So that's where he was like, you need to get a lawyer. Yeah. A real good lawyer. And Happy's like, well, wait, what? And he's like trying to like. And then the the brick flies through the yeah. window and he catches it. And I love that Peter's face too is just like, Peter's hand goes yeah. out to catch it. And he's like, how did you do that? And he's like, I'm a really good lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Fucking unreal. Yeah. It would have been cool if he like cut so, it in half. <laughs> he just, just just crushes it in his hand as he catches like he would have been like Tum. do you guys think this is netflix like this is same continuity as netflix daredevil do you think they're going to just pick and choose like oh this is a, a variant of i think a multiverse I, I, I think very multiverse version of him i think it'll be a continuation of netflix but they'll pick and choose, choose what, what elements they want to kind of carry right over. which could technically mean like oh it's just a different oh, variant he, he version of kingpin him. once yeah he knows <laughs> yeah. who king they know yeah. who kingpin is and everything i think it's I th- I hope it's you know the Daredevil we all want mm-hmm. and not Ben Affleck. Yeah, <laughs> ben- imagine Ben Affleck shows up. Dude, people hey, go crazy. Who too. knows what Multiverse of Madness is going to be? Um, but yeah, I hope it's that hope Daredevil that. where we what we we want that Daredevil who's not as grounded as the Netflix version was, like that high risk acrobatic. Let let me jump off the yeah the roof of this 90 feet 90 story building and like <laughs> so 90 feet not that land you know what i'm saying so yeah. we want that yeah. daredevil i just i just hope now that okay like we're in a world now where we can have all of these marvel characters interact like now that spider-man's going to be i think a lot of people's biggest criticism with spider-man was like oh he's you know even in the movie they make fun of it like iron man jr yeah. he relies so much on the stark technology now we have a spider-man that literally has a homemade suit and he's going to be doing fighting crime in New York. Like, I want to see the Spider-Man team up with Daredevil. I want to see him team up with like the Heroes for Hire. Like, I want to see like these different these different characters now that could interact with Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. I'm hopefully we'll get a world where we could we could get that. Yeah, now, right. No, I'm 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 so here for this moment. I'm so here for where they're taking this franchise because you know there's always been the the obvious differences between all the different Spider-Man. But now we're on that level playing field. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that, that we are used to. We're yeah. used, this is the Spider Man that we saw in Spider Man Two with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and and it, it is so heartbreaking because this is literally Spider Man who has saved the world yeah. multiple times now, and now he had to sacrifice all of that. Where it's like you look at Iron Man, like Tony Stark dying, the world knows what he did. Yeah, 
where now Spider-Man has saved the world, nobody knows who even Peter Parker is. But that's, know right? that he still did that's, that's, that's his choice. He made yeah. that choice. But, that, but that's that, the thing, and right? That's and a, that's, that's, the, that's the choice Spider-Man always has to make. He has to make those hard choices. Well, it wasn't a hard choice. It was a dumb choice. Because that was what I was saying in the review where it's like, yes. it kind of angered me. It's like, that he, villain, he, he wanted to save villains when at the end of it, he lost his whole entire family. But that's the tragedy of Peter Parker, exactly. though. That's right. The, that's, and that's, that's a the, dumb decision, Peter. Yeah. And like, <laughs> no matter how many people... You sure. I would away. 100%. Yo, where's the box? Bullet like, to the head. At the end of the day, dude, and I think... You're not wrong. Doctor not wrong. Strange, the way he phrases, should have been better. Wh- which, like, which he's time? like... He was just so not empathetic to, like, yeah. killing these guys. And it just came off very Thanos, yeah. in the sense that... Yeah, but he, that's but, their but, fate. But Doctor like, Strange is very he's I mean, at the end of that he's very like black or white. Black know? or white. He's coming from that background of like I am a doctor. There is a just this is what it is and I'm right. very just sterile about this stuff, right? But, but he gets a great moment at the end when he's casting that spell. He's like, "Peter, like if we're about to do this, everyone who loves you we're going to forget about you. Yeah. So it's like he has that moment where it's like, oh, he loves Peter. But like, why you know? does, so I, I don't get, why does Doctor Strange have to forget? Like, because he's the one casting the spell. Like, I'm just, choose, I'm just, I'm like, I don't, he can I don't, like, oh, just not me. Like, filter, you know, you go to right. a website. But also him, them filtering the spell in the beginning is what right, fucked right, everything but, up right, too, but, right? But again, I, I get that if it's other people, I totally get that. Right. But if it's the person casting it. Right. I don't know. And maybe be, maybe ha- they'll address that like, somehow, what is, right? What happens after he casts it? Like, does he not wonder what he was there do? for? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, and I even man? asked Daniel, I said, what do they know of Spider-Man before? Because we know, like, our story with Spider-Man is Tony Stark finds him. Mm-hmm. He, he knows who Peter Parker is. And all that. And Happy is aware of it. And it goes through that list. Yeah. So what is the history of Spider-Man now? I think any time like, it was Peter, Peter, it was Spider-Man. Yeah. What, what is Peter, like, does... What happens to Aunt May in the sense of their relationship, their actual like relationship, their relativity to well, each think, other? Well, she's dead now, right? So, but, but does I don't, she get? Does he get life insurance? Like, he, I, he has nothing. So, nothing. even at the end of the movie, you see Peter with a box. He, he's studying for the GED, which is to finish his high school. To finish high school. So now Peter is literally has yeah. no record of him. So, and that's what's that's what's so interesting now because it's like fuck, like. Nobody knows who he is. Like I, I'm really curious to see how they're going to address this. It's like the, it's like the blip. It's like okay, what did this affect? What didn't this affect? Like this is going to be like. There's a lot I of questions. I just don't get Peter Parker sometimes. Yeah. He, he angers me. Like and I know this is tragedy <laughs> of being Peter Parker. Yeah, but you also but want like, him to be selfish sometimes too, right? The or, fuck? or who cares? Even you're selfish. saving these people. These people were in your life for like two seconds. You want to yeah. save them when they are actually dead already? Sure. I'm not. I, you I'm, killed your not, whole family. You literally killed your whole. You killed Ami. Like at the end of the day, he killed Ami. He is an accomplice to yeah. Ami's death. Yeah. And I know that's a tragedy. I think. I get it. I I, I get need, it. They he needed that to yeah. be who he is. But uh, but, but I also it think. Sucks but I also think she was hot. <laughs> I also think. Oh, unless I I don't know if I'm seeking for you. Are you criticizing the writing of the movie, or are you just criticizing, no, criticizing Peter's actions? Peter's actions. So that's okay. what and, makes and, this and movie so good, good right? Because you you're angry when he does those things. Right. Right. But I don't know if he's the hero that I want him to be when he does those things. Sure. Because it's not a stable you want him. Decision. You want him to do the things that won't hurt him in the long run. He's too, he's too like, passionate about yeah. He loves too much. Yeah. But, but that's, there's a great... So I, I want to talk about Willem Dafoe oh, in this movie. Yes. Who is now on, I think, 
the Mount Rushmore of greatest comic book performances. He's the best villain in the MCU now. Because he is just, he, he drops that line on Peter. Where he's like, strong enough to have it all, but too weak to take it. And it's just like, it's so true. Norman's on sabbatical. Well, oh my God. What, a, what a performance. What a performance from Imagine Michael if they go I. back, they're still dead. I, mean, I don't know. Imagine. That sucks. But yeah, no, like, it's. And Toby it's, comes back and says, What the fuck? Why is this guy alive? Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> hey, Norman. <laughs> but no, man, like, look, Willem Dafoe did not skip a beat. He got right back on that glider and he, didn't miss. And he, and I love, and he, there was that interview going around with him saying, like, no, I want, if I'm coming back, I want to do this. I want to yeah. be in this. And I'm so glad, like, they, Literally destroyed the goblin mask. I know, which was a which is a mirror shot from Toby Spider Man Two leaving the suit. But I'm so glad they did that too because I don't think it wouldn't have been as intimidating if Peter was just fighting a guy in a Power Rangers costume. Mm -hmm. Where when you're seeing Willem Dafoe now making those faces and like Peter's just fucking unloading holy hell punches on him mm -hmm. and he's like laughing through it. Terrifying moment in that in the in the. Here's building. my question: Was that? mask made of like ceramic like that's a bad decision listen man because he, he broke it really quickly he broke it really quickly with like one he's rock also a super soldier right yeah but like spider-man was hitting him and punching him on the mask and he was dude like, spider-man was Damn. killing him he didn't bleed once he did not have a cut on his or norman face. norman like he was pummeling him. He's on, just laughing at on him on that shit, and he's just that's like, like us attacking Anthony, and Anthony's just laughing through it. Yeah, you know? and then, he, then, then he suplexes us through like <laughs> dude. He 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 spine busts yeah. this dude yeah. through two like stories of of apartments. And, and that's also around right when they use the um the Spider Man PS4 move as well that Tom Holland was talking about. When he flips him over, flips him over, yeah. and then like shoot, pulls down. Yeah, he pressed X and circle. Yeah, went right down. Yeah, what like oh my god amazing and then i love that doc ock also has like, like he has his redemption and yeah. he has like that that moment with like toby Maguire, peter when he's like how you doing my dear boy and he's like no. my guy he's my guy he's like trying to do better and it's like oh man like all the little lines willem dafoe saying you know i'm something of a scientist myself such a great moment yeah. like fucking like there's, oh my there, god there's a lot in this movie that you know was done so meticulously and you kind of wonder like how long did they have this plan i don't know this movie like it's it is made this is the first movie that's been made for the fans yeah. where they really did the fan service but in a in a great Peaceful way. way yeah and the hype for it this is a, such a hype film for for spider-man and, and it, it's not a criticism in the sense sure that no it, no that's why i never gave it a real gem because it, it just was so hype for me it wasn't something that i did not expect it, it was all my expectation expectations were made right yeah hit um but this is probably the first movie as a fan of the comic books and the character where they actually did a really good job of taking three Spider-Man, all these villains, yeah. put them together in one movie and tell a cohesive story and get people super hyped for, for, the, for the evolution of, of this Peter Parker. I, like, and John Watts did that. And I'm so excited now to see what he does with Fantastic Four. Um, you know, and Anthony, you brought up Days of Future Past, which I thought was a, what's a, what's a great example of like merging the generations. But even with Days of Future Past, like the the first class was a it was a reboot, but also like a prequel, mm -hmm. where it's like it's crazy to think that like they were able to make it seem like like even like Amazing Spider Man Two wasn't the greatest film, and even like Andrew Garfield Spider Man has gone I think the most flack over the years, and I don't think it's ever because of Andrew Garfield. I think it's just his movies are what failed him more yeah and they're not total failures obviously but like it's the story it's you know what sony was trying to do at the time and then we have spider-man 3 which is the same kind of thing where it's like the studio got involved a lot 
And now it's like you have these aspects. And Andrew Garfield, I think, is one of my favorite, I think maybe my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. He was so damn good of just how he just like the moment he's like, he's like, like, I love you guys and seeing them hug and just like very, very just Spider-Man, very, like very just, Peter Parker, you know, you know, like that being vibe. strange. He's yeah. just, he was just so funny in this movie. And he's funny. Yeah, yeah. He really, um, he really added a, uh, you know, a depth and a complexity to, to Peter Parker that we hadn't seen yet. And especially in his, his not trilogy, his, his two films, I was never the biggest fan of them. And I also was not the biggest fan of him in them, but I love, and it's okay. I love Andrew Garfield still. I love Andrew Garfield, and when he did this movie, my God, he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. He 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 found all the right notes, and I think that moment of him saving MJ. Oh my God! You know, let's talk about that. Where yeah. you know MJ's falling, Tom's going for her, and we're like, oh, okay, actually, he might get her. And then Goblin comes in, scoops him right up. Yeah. And then boom, jumps jumps uh, Mister Mister Garfield. Yeah gets her and has an emotional moment yeah and it's something that obviously we expected or we hope for or or, or we we hope hope for for, yeah but to see it actually happen was unreal yeah Mm -hmm. then he catches her and then he asks her like is she okay and then he just breaks down obviously because he's never been able to forgive himself for letting gwen fall and he didn't he didn't he literally caught her he didn't throw a web out like he did with no more webs no more webs he's like no no, i'm catching them and then he starts to break down and then mj's like are you okay though? And he's yeah. just like, oh man, what a what a yeah. great moment. And then Toby has so many great moments too, just like with his back hurting. And then like imagine us like <laughs> back. talking like yeah, like talking last year saying yeah, Andrew Garfield's going to come in and help Toby McGuire crack his back as Spider Man. And I'd like I would literally watch like hours of them just hanging out together. Yeah, yeah, because it's just it's just, just so fun. Just bantering. And they literally recreated like the pointing meme in the in the lab. It was like, oh Peter, and they're like, yeah, like oh, no, we're all Peter. Like, which which one are you? Like, it's yeah. just like there's so many little moments in this movie that are so fun, and them them discovering that like Toby has the organic webs and everything. It's just yeah, wow. And they're trying to figure out that comes out of you, like how. And again, I, I didn't know if they'd reference that because it was all it was one of those things that we kept seeing like fans kind of reference, right? Um, but from the do it so tastefully as well, and so just the right way. Every every nothing overstated its welcome. You know, they talked about the organic webbing and they said everything that was on our minds and then they moved on. Yeah. And it's it's funny. So let's so there's a lot to this story, and I don't think we're going we're gonna be talking about it a lot more in the new year, I think, as oh, yeah. we get to rewatch it and get it on home release and actually yeah. hear what this movie's saying. Cause like Shay said, like there are moments of such applause that you miss the little the little jokes, right? Yeah. Uh the two post credit scenes for this movie. Oh yeah. Um first one, <laughs> it's Venom in the MCU, and then Kevin Feige's like, Yeah, but not really. Oh, that was probably my favorite <laughs> post-credit scene ever because, again, it's no there's no secret. I don't like the Venom movies really, and I'm not and I love Tom Hardy, but I don't like Tom Hardy's take on Venom. Yeah, it's a yeah. very strange take we, on the character, and I can't see him and Tom Holland interacting. It's no. so weird. So for them to do it the way they did it, where you know Tom Hardy comes in but just leaves a little bit of the symbiote behind. Yeah. It's a promise for the future. What does that mean, though? What does that mean, though? Does that mean because Rojas? <laughs> Danny Ross is is, yeah. is Venom now. So, because Venom is still so the Venom that we have with Tom Hardy mm-hmm. is not the Venom of that Spider Man's universe. No. So now but we, did have, we have a, do we have him in that universe yet? We, we don't. Or, we or we Venom, don't. No. So that's what that that leads to, yeah. right? We might lead to a more like scarier Venom that we're so used to yeah. in the comic world, and it also leads to Tom Holland becoming. Black, black suit the black game suit. the black suit yeah that that also leads to that so 
we we keep forgetting that this is not a Marvel movie in the sense it's a Disney film and this is this is where because yeah. you see Doctor Strange, you see all these things, you're like, shit, this is this is Disney. It's yeah. not, it's Sony, so it's you, Sony, there's yeah. still restrictions to it. So you won't see these two with or Venom or Black Suit Spider Man yeah. in an MC. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Do you, but do you think now, before we talk about the the final post credit sequence, do you think we will see in the next Spider Man movie MJ or Ned? As characters in the movie. In the next Spider-Man movie, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, for sure MJ because the the whole like that focus on find like, but as MJ. as is a bigger as a bigger role that we have already, yes. like I think we'll still yeah. see MJ and Ned. We might see Gwen Stacy. I don't know if a Gwen Stacy will appear, um, as much as you know Andrew Garfield's Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. But I think M- I think at the end when she sees that she's hurt, he yeah. realizes that anyone who's close to me is going to get hurt. Right. So that's why he doesn't say his whole spiel thing so i think eventually they will cross paths together again sure i i I think we will too but i wouldn't be surprised if in the next movie they don't have mj and ned as main characters in it maybe you know they you know remind me of i'm like maybe they'll do like a a ghost protocol like at the end with um michelle monahan yeah michelle monahan there and he's just like kind of like watching over from afar type of thing right they could they could go a lot and they They're could good. they could like, introduce they could a whole new like I, that's okay but like yeah no and that's the thing like you could now have a spider-man who works on his own right yeah and embraces that and has to deal with that and you know put daredevil in the next one have like have oh, you man. know daredevil the next one spider-man and daredevil teaming up in the yeah. next movie would be amazing versus yeah. some kingpin or yeah whatever kingpin next villain in the next spider-man movie they could 100 percent do that yeah Final credit scene is a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Do you think they're going to release that trailer before Christmas? Uh, or is it going to be January you think they'll drop it? I mean, I, I don't know why they also just can't release it. There isn't anything like Spider-Man spoilery in there, really. No, no. but uh, but I think they want to maybe give people time to oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, which, which which makes sense. And I think, obviously, we're going to see a variation of that trailer. Right. Uh, we might not even see most of those moments, but hey, man. Good trip, like... It's it's just funny that it's it's a Sam Raimi movie yeah. following a Spider-Man, a Spider-Man movie, movie that yeah. had Tommy Maguire from Sam Raimi's movie. Correct. So that 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 was just kind of funny. It's uh, a good trailer, but there's not much like you don't. I don't know. I'm not super super hyped yeah. because it's just a lot of footage. It's a sizzle reel. It's it feels a sizzle. Like. Yeah, and yeah. It, it feels like that. So I'm not too sure what I feel with this, sure. this yeah. film. Like, I, I do like multiverse part yet. The what if. Doctor Strange right. showing up, yeah, like the the dark evil and strange, evil I, uh, strange. Uh, we last time we had a trailer for a movie at the end of, as a post credits for an MCU movie was Avengers, mm-hmm. where sorry it was Captain America, Man. which gave a little teaser, which is very much a scissor reel as well for Avengers for Avengers, which yep. is coming out the following year. Um, before that, we also had sorry after that we had Venom, which the post credit scene was Spider Verse. Yeah, 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 which was which, a, which which was a they scene. Threw in, yeah. Which they had a scene there. Yeah, they threw in the scene at the end. I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of ending it with a trailer. No. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool moment. Don't get me wrong. I like, get it. I like, I like seeing a trailer for the first time in theaters. That's really cool. But I'm like, I also want to know, like, I want to know what's next. Like, maybe if it was a scene from Multiverse of Madness of him, like, literally just walking up on the field to Wanda. Kind of like, I'm like Wanda at like, the end of Ant Man. Yeah, they had the scene from Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah, so like something like that would have been, I think, even yeah, like the whole shot of just like you see like Doctor Strange reach this farm. Yeah, 
and walks Soul up to the girl up. pruning the tree yeah. and it turns around and it's Wanda like I'm like oh shit what like, do you know about the multiverse you know <laughs> and like that would have been I think that's more of a, like a it hits harder it hits harder than a teaser because a teaser like a trailer after the movie we just watched it just felt like so sensory overload I'm like I am not processing yeah. anything mm-hmm. I'm watching a lot of right the now visuals are just kind of coming and going yeah and like and then Mordo was there and Wong was there. like there's a, and Rachel McAdams and there's a wedding like there's so many just flashes of what's happening. That may, I think a scene would have been like, oh fuck, like a scene. Would have driven less is less is more. Yeah, it would in that have moment, driven it home at that point. I think. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Spider-Man: No Way Home before we wrap up our final episode of the year? Um, I'm just trying to remember. For some reason, I'm blanking out right now. But what were the post-credit sequences in Homecoming and Far From Home? So Homecoming, the movie ends with uh, obviously Aunt, Aunt May find, found, finding out. But they're still Spider-Man related, right? Yeah. So the first one is uh, Vulture yeah. in the prison. And yep. it's with uh, Scorpion there. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah like, I want to know who hey, this is. Yeah. You, know, you know the identity of... You know, yeah. he's he like, you know. If I knew, he would already yeah. be dead. And then yeah. the movie ends, Captain America sitting on the chair about patience. Nothing, nothing really came from that. Like the whole... No, but I think that's going to be in probably Mordo. Oh, sorry, Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. Morbius. <laughs> Which we'll see. Because again, Which we'll see. That, that movie has Oscorp in it. And a Spider-Man, and he mentions Venom and yeah. the rhinoceros and so, the, the and, rhino. And, and on top of that... Uh, the reason why I think maybe they did a Doctor Strange trailer mm-hmm. is because it's also one of the first post-credit sequences that isn't really a Sony film. Very true, yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it's technically a, a Disney movie. So maybe they weren't able to do, maybe Disney was like, okay, if we're going to do this in, a, in your movie now, we want it to be a trailer. It's kind of almost like when Amazing Spider-Man 2, was it, had to have a trailer for X-Men uh, Apocalypse? Or like a uh, or like a scene, or yes. Like a sizzle reel from X Men Apocalypse. I think. One, yeah, they did. Very similar, two different studios, but like kind of like you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours, kind of. Right. Thing. Uh, ending of Far From Home is the reveal that Sam Jackson and Maria Hill yep. are scrolls. Yep. yep. Which is still in the movie. It's yeah. still in the movie, and then the second one was Sam Jackson in space. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would have. Was, w- was there any others? I would have ended with <clears throat> Doctor Strange. Right after he vanishes, or he makes everyone forget where he, where everyone, where Peter, who Peter yeah. Parker is. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> and then be pulled into some sort of universe of his, where he is told the multiverse is broken. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like something yeah. like that, where it just continues right, and yeah. then you're like, whoa, some, something, something. Because I think it was just almost too much at the end. Yeah. But again, we'll see. I wonder what the final trailer is going to be. Because there's a lot going on in it, and apparently it's going to pull in from a lot of different multiverses that are from different movies. Are we going to see that with, with, with Multiverse of Madness? I know that it's in the name, but for some reason that trailer, I mean, again... I didn't see a lot of multiverses. No, but they're, they're holding yeah. back because there's rumors so. that like Patrick Stewart's like Professor X-Men, Xavier yeah. is going to be in there. What about... Uh, Who knows if Wolverine's going to... like? We don't know what this movie could be. If I, this I, movie does have that, then holy shit. Right. Also, sorry, one thing we, we still haven't talked about properly. Um, figures in the Sky. Figures in the sky. That sounds like a song. It right? does. It was a song of Chad Kroger. Figures in the yeah. sky. Figures in the sky. You, are you just singing Lucy in the Sky yeah. with diamonds? <laughs> yeah. uh, Figures so in the on sky. So on my fourth viewing, I think what I've seen magic. so far is I've seen Craven, Scorpion, Rhino. Yeah. Maybe Black Cat. Did, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not too sure if I saw I just, Black I'm Cat. Like, fuck, I I'm saw like, some guy with a staff. Yeah, Craven. Could have been. Is that Craven? Yeah. I think he looked Craven. pretty big. He looked like a big boy. Craven's a pretty beefy dude, though. He's not chubby like, oh, he look, like, he look, like, <laughs> he like like a jack he, he's man. traveling he's being morphed right now yeah. you know? 
Does Craven have a spear? I guess I don't know. Yeah. Can, he, can he not have one? No. Craven has a spear. He has swords. Yeah, he has swords. Sword. He's a sword dude. Yeah, but he can also just like put the swords together and have a one giant spear. Oh, that's that's too. I saw rhino on. because you saw the fucking. Yeah, you, saw the, you saw the big rhino. Yeah. He's a scorpion too with his yeah. scorpion tail. Oh, yeah. I love. I also I just want to love Andrew Garfield saying he's like, yeah, he's like, you guys are so cool. Like I only fought like yeah. a guy in a. Rhinoceros costume, yeah. costume and Toby's like no you're amazing like yeah. you're amazing like, you oh. are amazing um yeah there's a lot of different like I can't wait like so many frames of this movie I'm just gonna like pause yes. and like go frame by frame to see um I need that shot of the three Spider-Man landing yep. as my wallpaper and, and, now and I just want a gif of them swinging together because they swing off each other yeah oh and there, there's a shot too where where uh where uh, Tom Holland webs their their webs and like pulls them up too that's what I mean. He I'm webs like, them. Oh they, like, they just God. swing together. It's just so cool. Yo, man. There's also a scene. It's yeah. cut out where yeah, yeah. all Spider-Man are together yeah. in, in a bedroom. Yeah. And it's oh, just oh. for you, Daniel. Oh, and oh. I thought you were going to say. Wait, in the, I, I, mean, I was waiting for you to say and they die. It's like, that yeah, 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 you were going, no, because it seems like that scene from The Matrix is like, you know, that that girl in the wet red dress. Yeah. I wrote her. Yeah. This is, this is no. the fantasy Daniel wants. He wants all three. This movie is a fantasy come to life. You wrote this part then. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised they didn't die in your version right now because I, I definitely thought. Yeah, they melt. There. They melt on Daniel. They melt on oh. me. Interesting. Thank you so much for listening to the final episode of the movie podcast of 2021. Uh, we're so thankful to have you all joining us throughout this monumental year for us. Um, looking back at our stats from this year and obviously from Spotify and just seeing how we've grown this year as a show, it's it's pretty amazing. And as we always say, like we're amazing, just huh? it's amazing. Um, we're just so thankful and we're so lucky to be doing what we're doing. And hopefully 2022 is only going to continue oh, that for us. More countries, more countries, we're gonna invade. more listeners. We're going to invade. invade, invade eh? uh, we'll see how our, um, our Spotify wrapped looks next year, but hopefully next year we'll also have more opportunities to talk to more people who make things we love, watch a lot of movies. Cause next year is going to be stupid mm-hmm. for the amount of movies that are coming out next year. We'll see where we are. Hopefully we're in a better spot. In the world as well, too. No more variants. What's the next letter in the Greek alphabet? I don't know. I think, don't it's, know. I think it's just Willem Dafoe. We're just going to call the next ah, one. Ah, just ah, laughing at us. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. Man. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I'm so happy that we get to do this together, the three of us, and it's only we're only going to get better next year. Uh-huh. Um, don't forget, you could follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. You could write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Next year. Next year. Sorry, we'll... Also be our year of merch, finally. Year of merch, year of having a proper website, and a year of just... Maybe nudes. Maybe. Oh, I hope not. I hope, I hope not. Um, thank you so much for listening again. That was This Time with the Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next year. <laughs>